Greetings, beloved, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. It's so good to come to the house of the Lord. And like we say, there is no better place to be on Sunday morning than to be in church. <clears throat> but I'm also more excited about what God will continue to do among us. We are talking so much about his presence that you cannot talk about him and he doesn't manifest himself. Amen. That is the secret. When you talk about God, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, he's got to be there among us Amen. to confirm whatever we are saying so that indeed his will may be done on earth through these earthen vessels. You may just be an earthen vessel. You, a vessel, you may be seen as an ordinary person, but there's something extraordinary in you. Amen. Amen. And we need a revelation of God to know who we are. Just as an introduction, uh, when Jesus left this earth, he told us he's coming back again, isn't it? Yeah. And he left, but his work did not stop. Okay? So he left, but his work did not stop. So he has entrusted his work to us so that the kingdom can continue to spread through us. So whatever Jesus did when he was on earth, can still be done today. But it's just that this time he uses you and I. So we need to understand this revelation, this truth, so that we can step into who we really are. And may God continue to show his glory among us. Amen. I want you to go to the book of Luke chapter 19, verse 11 to 13, King James Version. Because when the Lord left, he told us he's coming back, but then he told us to occupy till he comes. Amen. Amen. So I want us to understand that concept, occupy till I come. Because it means we are not here in our own mission. We have been sent. Amen. 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 We are on the Lord's mission. And if people on earth are suffering, if people on earth are being tormented, what Jesus did when he delivered people, he wants to do it now, using these earthen vessels. So read for us, Mr. MJ, Luke 19, 11 to 13, King James Version. Now, as they heard these things, he spoke another parable, because he was near Jerusalem, and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. So it means it's long that people have been expecting the kingdom of God to come. So we are in the last days. It means it's even more closer Amen. than it has ever been. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Okay. He says, he was speaking, this is a parable. It means it's not, it's like you, you, you're making a story to fit a certain description. Okay. So a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive a kingdom for himself and to return. Uh -huh. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, do business till I come. Okay, King James Version, the old King James. I like it in King James Version. I like to occupy. Amen. Amen. You know sometimes you are encouraged to go and occupy the land. Yeah, but 
I want to occupy this earth. Amen. Amen. Do it in the King James Version, verse 13. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Amen. I want you to understand that when he left, he left us with a mission to occupy till he comes. So in essence, we are here on behalf of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, I'm here on behalf of the Lord. Amen. So it means whatever Jesus did during his time, some of you see, you say, I wish I lived during the time of Christ. He is living in you. And he wants to continue to do his works. So he says, occupy till I come. So if he says, occupy till I come, the Lord will never give us an assignment without equipping us for the assignment. Sometimes you feel like you are unworthy. Sometimes you, th- you feel, I can't do this. You remember even Moses when God called him? He thought, I'm not up to the task. I can't speak. What about if you call my brother Aaron? Because he can speak more than me. And the Lord still used him. Amen? So when the master says, occupy till I come, he knows that he has equipped us to occupy till he comes. We just need a revelation to understand who is this living in me. Amen. Have you guys ever heard, there is this advert, I don't know which small car was that, that was powered by Mercedes-Benz engine. Is it Uno, or which, which car, which small car is powered by Mercedes? Huh? Okay, I don't know which one is it, but it seems they would say powered by Mercedes. Okay? So it means, you may look at that car and undermine it, but once they say powered, by Mercedes, then you start realizing there's something in there. So can I tell you, powered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 So point at yourself and say, powered by the Holy Spirit. So it means the devil should not be deceived and think it's a small car. Amen. Powered. By the Holy Spirit. So today I want us to talk about empowered by the Holy Spirit. Because as we talk about being in the presence of God, as we want to experience the presence of God, we cannot experience the presence of God without the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen? Amen. And this is how God did things. If you look in the old era, in the old covenant, God himself had dealings with men through the prophets. After that, it was the time of God the Son, Jesus Christ, when he was on earth. But Jesus said, I'm going to the Father and I will send you another comforter, another one of my same kind, referring to the Holy Spirit. So this is the era of the Holy Spirit. So when he says, occupy till I come, it means, he said, I'm actually going to the Father and I will send you another one of my same kind that he will be with you forever. You know when Jesus was on the earth, Jesus could only be in one place at one time. He couldn't be everywhere. Amen? But the Holy Spirit, so we are in a better era. The Holy Spirit is everywhere at any time. And then, if we are then powered by the Holy Spirit, so it should be the desire of every child of God to be powered by the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Amen. So that when we do things, now we start doing things empowered from on high. I'll take you through some scriptures where you will see the Lord saying, wait, before you go to do my work, wait first to be empowered. Because if you do the work of the Lord on your own, it will feel like a struggle. And some of you, you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you want to serve God. It's not possible. Amen? So you need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life from this day forward. I want to serve you. I want to live for you. Amen? Amen. Simple like that. And when you accept him, he forgives you all your sins, all your past, and he accepts you as his child then it will be possible for you now to start living as a child of God. Because now you have received a new nature. But then it doesn't end there. So when you have received the new nature, you also need to be empowered to go and serve. That's when you need baptism of the Holy Spirit. But these things need revelation. Go to the book of Ephesians. Chapter 3. Verse 14 to 21, we'll do it in the Passion Translation, TPT. The Passion, Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. Because I just want you to see that when God says, occupy till I come, he empowered you, he has empowered us. So what we are going to talk about today is just to expose you so that you may understand how the Holy Spirit works in our lives. And we are even going to have time to pray. And those of you who haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet, who haven't been baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you will ask the Father and the Father will baptize you. Amen. 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 Because this is the era of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We cannot do without him. We need him. We are hungry for him. Amen. And as we acknowledge him among us, he will manifest himself. Amen. Amen. And after manifesting himself to me as an individual, he empowers me to go and be a blessing to other people. That's why you would find I could lay hand on a sick person and the sick person gets healed. It's not like as an ordinary person I've got any power, but I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit upon me releases the power of God on a particular individual. And then the person gets healed. Amen. Amen. The Passion Translation, Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. So I kneel humbly in awe for the Father of our Lord Jesus. Okay. He says, I kneel humbly in awe. You see, if you really want to understand God and you start thinking in your own meditation time, thinking how great the Lord is, but he has chosen to be covenanted with you. He has chosen to be your father. So you can kneel in awe to the father. Amen? Amen. To say, it's amazing. Okay? I kneel in awe before the father. Mm -hmm. So I kneel humbly in awe before the father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect father of every child and of every father and child in heaven and on the earth. Mm. And I pray that he will unveil within you. Okay. I pray that he would unveil within you. So there is something veiled. Mm. Okay. The Bible says the devil, the God of this world, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. 
Do you know that sometimes when you look at a person who doesn't believe, who thinks they know, who think when you are not living those uh, reckless lifestyle, they think you are a fool. <laughs> but you think at them and think, but this is risky. It just means they don't see it because they are blinded. Okay? So sometimes you find you are fighting with a person and say, I don't understand. How, why do you live like that? Why do you do this? Can't you see this is dangerous? They don't see it. Because the devil, the God of this world, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Okay? So now, that blinding needs unveiling. Okay? So the Lord would unveil that when you accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior, the veil is lifted. But then, for every other thing after that, you need the unveiling of that veil for every aspect in your life because there are things that even after accepting Christ, you've got a certain way of thinking. Okay? So, now the Lord needs to reveal himself and unveil some of these mysteries. And you start understanding something. You catch up with something and realize, now I understand this. And live with that revelation, that revealed word. Continue. So he says, I pray that he would unveil within you. I pray that he will unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and the favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Okay. Just repeat that because I like this explosive power and divine might. But he says, I pray that the Father would unveil this to you, that you can see what is within you. You can see what is loaded in you. Because you may be loaded, but if you don't know it, you won't use it. Okay? So he says, I pray that the Lord would unveil within you. So I'm also praying that. May the Lord unveil and and, 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 and expose us to his riches that's stored within us. Amen. 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 Repeat that. I pray that he would unveil within you. I pray that he will unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and the favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Yes, I like this divine might and explosive power. And that divine might and explosive power is within me. And it's got to start working. Amen? It's got to start working. Even in your own individual body, when sickness attacks you, may that explosive power of the Holy Spirit work within you. Okay? Miss Musimango last week, she was encouraging us to say, now as we're going to stay in his presence and we look at the story in Acts and look at... Nehemiah, we could see that there were threats and oppositions coming because something great was coming. So obviously when something great is coming, the enemy is not happy about it. So even the attacks will be increased. Okay? So we need that explosive power so that when the enemy increases the standard, the Bible says when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. So that when the enemy comes against you, he will always find that the Holy Spirit is a step ahead of him. Amen. Amen. When the enemy thinks that he will finish you, he finds that the Lord lifts you up. Amen. 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 So I like this explosive power and this divine mighty that is within me. And 
it needs to be unveiled. The Lord wants to open that up to us. And when he opens it up to us, we'll start understanding this exceeding great riches of his glory in us. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then, by constantly using your faith, the mm. life of Christ will be released deep inside you. Okay? By constantly using your faith, mm. the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. Mm. You want that life to be released. Okay? So if it's going to be released, it's needed to serve out there. Amen. May that which is deposited in you get released. Amen. Amen. Where in the past you used to be afraid of the enemy, now you are no longer afraid of the enemy. Where in the past you were afraid of witches, wizards, and all these things, now you're no longer afraid of them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Whereas in the past you were afraid of being killed in accidents and all the bad things that the enemy is doing, now you're no longer afraid because you say, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I say of the Lord is my refuge, my God in whom I trust. Surely he delivers me from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Amen. Amen. Because he has given his angels charge over me to protect me in all my ways. A thousand may fall on my side and ten thousand on the other side, but it will not come near me. That should be your saying. You've got to keep on saying that because the enemy is out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So now you release the sword. The Bible says the word of God is the sword of the spirit. So you release that sword as you speak the word, as you speak the promises of God upon your life. You do not just sit and say whatever the will of the Lord is. Declare the will of the Lord upon your life. You need to speak like when Jesus said, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I like to say, oh Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done in my body. Your will be done in my surrounding." Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. 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 I'm occupying till he comes. Amen. Continue. And, and, the resting place, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and the root of your life. Mm -hmm. Then you will be empowered. Okay, I want you to repeat that. Then you will be empowered. I like that. Then you will be empowered. I told you, so you can either title the message Empowered by the Holy Spirit or if you are a young person, say Powered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you see, so some of us, when you grow old a bit, you, you, you use a, a, a proper English, Empowered by the Holy Spirit. But when you are a young person, Powered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Especially because young people, sometimes you, you know this, they like modifying the engines of cars. You will find a small car, boom! <laughs> and they are showing you that it's powered. <laughs> Amen. So we want young people who are powered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's why Paul says, do not be drunk with wine, which is in excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be drunk in the Spirit. Amen. Be powered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
So then you will be empowered. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences. Mm. The great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in its all dimensions. Mm. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. Mm. How enduring and inclusive it is. Mm. Endless love beyond measurement. Amen. That transcends our understanding. Mm. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. So you see now, this love of God, you cannot finish it. You cannot exhaust it. Other translations would say, so that you may understand what is the depth, the breadth, the height, the width of this love of God that surpasses all human understanding. The love of God where God does not count against you your previous sins. Where he says, if you repent and you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. That's his love. Amen. The incomprehensible love of God. So it means nobody can say, I'm so much of a sinner that God will not accept me. Amen. Amen. You need to know that you cannot finish the love of God. While with people, people may get impatient with you. You can, people will tell you, you are testing my patience now. (laughs) So it means you're stretching that patience to the limit. But God doesn't say that. Amen? God says, if you genuinely repent, I will accept you. So if we want to experience the fullness of God within us, we cannot experience that with sin in our lives. Okay? So it means the first thing is make sure you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Even when we would say, those of you who want to be baptized with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues and so that the Lord can use you, you cannot have that step unless you have the initial step of accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. Because we need to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we can be empowered. Continue. Never doubt God's mighty power to work to work in you and accomplish all this. Repeat that. Because sometimes you doubt. Sometimes we share this and then your, your spirit says, yes, this is possible. I can see this. I can see this. Then quickly your mind says, but with you. So he says, never. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. Amen. Mm. Tell your neighbor, never doubt God's power. To work in you. To work in you. And accomplish all this. So it shall be done. Amen. Amen. We'll continue. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Mm. So whatever you're asking God and trusting God for, he will go beyond. Mm. Mm -hmm. Your most unbelievable dream. Okay. Do you have some unbelievable dreams? Mm. He will go beyond that. Uh Mm-hmm. And exceed your wildest imagination. Yeah. So it means in this love of God, in the kingdom, we cannot go beyond. In other words, your desires will never be beyond what God can provide. You cannot finish God. Continue. He will outdo them all. Amen. I like that. That sounds like youth. Mm. He will outdo them. Mm. He will outdo them all. Mm -hmm. For his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Yes. I want you to be constantly energized. 
by this power of God, this dynamic power of God. Constantly energized. That's moment of refreshing. Constantly energized. Moment of refreshing. Sometimes you feel like you feel like you are down. You don't even feel like going to church. You don't feel even feel like praying. May you be constantly energized. May you be constantly energized. You know sometimes that advert of Duracell? When all the other batteries are finished. So may you be constantly energized. Okay? That's why the Bible says, those who wait, he says, young men shall stumble and fall. But those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up high with wings like eagle. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Amen. Amen. It means there are things here on earth that can tire you out. That can wear you out. That can make you feel like there is no reason to live. But if you wait upon the Lord, if you wait upon his presence, he will renew your strength. He will energize you. Constantly energize you. And you will then mount up with wings as an eagle. You will run and not grow weary. You will walk and not faint. You will start enjoying your Christian walk with the Lord. That even when the waters are troubled around you, you will have the peace of God knowing that my father is in charge. Knowing that because he lives, I can face tomorrow. So even when the enemy threatens you, don't be threatened. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There are things, some of you, you came to church, maybe it was even very difficult and you didn't even know, do you really have to still keep on hanging on there? Keep on hanging in there. May the Lord continue to energize you. May you be refreshed and energized to serve God with even more power. Continue and finish that one. Now, we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every generation through Jesus Christ and all that will yet be manifest through time and eternity. Amen and amen. 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 So, he will do this. But he needs us to have our mind, the unveiling. We need that revelation to understand what God has done for us, what God wants to do through us. Amen. And he's going to do it. We need that energizing. We need that empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We need to move with God. So that in everything it's not about us but about God. That's why we said sometimes you would find that in the days we're living in, the church has lost its original purpose. Okay? There's a lot of squabbles in the church, a lot of divisions. This one with that group, like it's parties. But Moses said, unless your presence goes with us, how will we be distinguished from people of the world? So in other words, if the church does not have the presence of God, if the church does not have the Holy Spirit operating, then we become like ordinary people of the world. Even in your own life, if you are a person and you are not empowered and energized by the Holy Spirit, you are like any other ordinary human being. But if you are an ordinary human being, but you've got an encounter with an extraordinary God, you are extraordinary. Amen. 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 So, when Jesus left, he gave us a mission. 
So when he says, occupy till I come, go to the book of Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, New King James Version, NKJV. Because when Jesus started the work, when he came, he laid the foundation for us. But when he left, his work was not supposed to stop. Okay? He commissions you and I to continue to do his works. If you look at Acts 10.38, it says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. You see, even Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. Even Jesus being the Son of God, he needed that anointing. So, Acts 10.38 says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for the Lord God was with him. So even now, after the Lord has left, he has empowered us. He has anointed us with the Holy Ghost and with power. Let us go out there and deliver God's people. Amen? Amen. Amen. Go out there. When people are sick, pray for them and let, them, let God heal them. Amen. When people are frustrated and they don't know what to do, may you speak a word of life Amen. in their lives. Amen. Amen. When you go to a place and it's dark and people are frustrated and confused, may they sense the presence of God just when you are there. Amen. 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 So read Matthew 28, 18 to 20, New King James Version. And Jesus came and spoke to them and said, All authority has given to me in it heaven. Has been given. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Okay. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. 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 So he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So can you tell your neighbor, Jesus is in charge? Jesus is in charge. Amen. Amen. He says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now with the same authority, he says, now you go. Amen. Amen. In other words, you remember with the politicians, they would say they are the no-go areas. This belongs to a particular political party. So Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth, has been given to me. Now you go into all the world. There are no go, there are no no go areas for you. Amen. Because all authority has been given to me. Amen. So he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So now he gives us a commission. Okay? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all the things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So he is saying, as you go, you are not alone. As you go, don't be afraid. As you go, rely on me. So that's why sometimes you find some of us when we speak, you think, hey, pastor, you better be careful. Because the way you're speaking, you will land in trouble. But he says he will be always with me. That's why you also need to pray for me. We need to pray for one another. 
We are soldiers in the Lord's army. We need each other. So that even when the enemy tries to attack any one of us, the other soldiers are there to lift the other one up. Amen. Amen. And we cannot be defeated because Jesus is on our side. So he says, go, but I am with you always, even unto the end of the ages. Amen. Amen. Go to Luke 24, 49. Because if he says we must go and he will be with us, then he's got to empower us. He's got to empower us for the mission. The work ahead is great. We cannot do it on our own strength. We need him. Amen? Amen. We need him. Even just, you know the word of God is alive. The word of God is powerful. People sometimes, you have heard this thing of positive, uh, positive thinking, positive mind, positive confession, positive this. So psychology would encourage you to speak positive. Okay? It works to some extent. But with the word of God, you are not only speaking positive or only speaking that word, but the word itself also has got power in it to make things happen. So when that word goes forth, it's not just a word. It's got creative power in it to make things happen. It's like when Jesus said to the fig tree, no man eat fruit from you here after forever. So that word had power to dry a tree. Amen. Amen. So it means the word that the Lord has put in you can have power to dry any unwanted thing in your life. And you've got to speak it. You're not just speaking because it's a good positive speak, but you're speaking because that word has got power. Where there is no life, you speak life. And say, let there be life. Amen. Amen. So look at Luke 24, 49, New King James Version. Behold, I sent the promise of my father upon you, Hmm. but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. You see this power? Hmm? You see this power? That's why I'm saying powered by the Holy Spirit. So he says, as I want you to go, but before you go, wait to be endured, to be empowered by this power from on high. Because as I've promised you, the Holy Spirit, God wants to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. But before you go, make sure you are empowered. Amen. So he says, wait for the promise. So some of you, you know you love God. And you want to go and work. Okay? Receive this empowerment of the Holy Spirit upon your life. Be empowered and go and serve God with the extraordinary power of God. Then it's no longer just by your own strength. Okay? I'll show you something as we go down. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 8. Acts 1, 4 to 8, New King James Version. And being, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. You see, so he's saying, wait for the promise. There is something that you need to go with. When you want to go and serve me out there, I want to empower you. 
Wait for the promise of the Father. Mm -hmm. Which, he said, you have heard from me. Mm. For John truly baptized with water, but he shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. I want you to think of this. So he says, wait for the promise. So what was that promise? The promise from the Father? He says, John baptized you with water, but the promise I'm talking about, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Wait for it. Okay? So even with us here, the Lord wants to baptize us with the Holy Ghost Amen. that we may walk in the fullness of his glory. Amen. That we may experience his fullness. Amen. That he can empower us to go and do his works. Amen. That he will even give us that confidence that we are no longer afraid of the enemy. Amen. We are no longer afraid of what the devil can try and do against us. Because greater is he, in he that is in me than he that is in the world. So he says, wait for the promise. Therefore. Okay, go to verse 8. But let's you let's shall, listen to this, to this promise. Uh -huh. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So he equates the Holy Spirit with this power from on high. He says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So that word translated power there, they say in the original Greek, is the word dunamis. Okay? This is the word where you get the word dynamite from. You remember in Ephesians on the Passion, it says the explosive power in you. That's dynamite. Amen. 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 So you shall receive dynamite when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Amen. That's how... The, 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 because when you say you shall receive power and you don't look at the original word of that power because if the original word is dynamite, dynamo dunamis then it means you receive explosive power Amen. when the Holy Spirit comes on you so it means there are many things that are crooked which will need that explosive power as you move Amen. the enemy has set up some of his traps Okay? The enemy has set up some of the things to catch you with. You need that explosive power to destroy all the works of the enemy. And in the days we're living in, sometimes you will find people oppressed, people tied down, people in bondage. You need that explosive power. So he says you will receive dynamite when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Mm-hmm. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Okay. So he says, when you have received the Holy Ghost, you will receive the power. But this power will enable you to witness. So it means you are now going to start witnessing with boldness. Amen. He says you will start in Jerusalem, in Judea, but he says even to the end of the earth. How will those people reach the end of the earth? I don't think they would be here in Milnerton. We are here. Amen. 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 So when he says, even to the end of the earth, so he is saying, there are many others that will be affected by this gospel who are going to spread the gospel wherever they are. Amen. That's why in Ezekiel, the Bible says, wherever the river goes, there will be life. Amen. So it means, when we are here in Milnerton, Occupy till I come. Amen. This is your spot. Amen. 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 
You are in the Cape. This is your spot. Occupy till he comes. So when he says, even unto the end of the earth, he knows there are many of us that he will use. Okay? But when he said this promise to them, there were very few. You know that the, when Jesus started his work, he had the 12 apostles, the 12 disciples. You remember? Then somehow, as they were continuing, they increased in number. But if you go to the book of Acts chapter 1, 14 and 15, King James, then you will realize they were actually just 120. Okay? <clears throat> this is before the era of the Holy Ghost, before the Holy Ghost comes. Now I'll read you a scripture. <laughs> After the Holy Ghost came, they say in one day 3,000 people joined them. So, whereas here we hear the time that the Lord was with them, and now we hear they were gathering together often and that, but the Bible decides to give us their number. Okay? So, to me, it said, why would it give us the number before the Holy Spirit and the number after? It means sometimes even when we expect church growth, that cannot happen without the involvement of the Holy Spirit. It has to be the Holy Spirit who convicts the people. Amen. It has to be the Holy Spirit who reaches out to people. That when you speak, you think, but I just said a simple thing, and this person now says they want to come with me to church. Amen. Because it's not you. It is the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay? Read it in Acts chapter 1, 14 and 15, King James Version, KJV. This all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Okay, so the part of us continuing together with one accord. We started even the time on the week of prayer. Mm. Okay, we've got to continue with one accord mm. in prayer and supplication. Mm. Because if we want the Lord to manifest himself, if we want to experience his presence, we need to be in one accord. We need to be of the same spirit. We need to be united. Okay? So they continued with one accord in prayer and in supplication. Mm -hmm. With the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Mm. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, mm -hmm. the number of names together were about 120. Okay. So how many were they? About 120. Okay? Now, if they were about 120, then it means the growth that they were having for some years hasn't been that explosive. Isn't it? Yeah. But after the Holy Ghost came, you will see. Amen. So that's why even when we expect church growth and all that, it's not going to be by power nor by might. Is going to be by the Holy Spirit. Where people just start saying, they come to you and say, I'm tired of this, living this life. Where do you go to church? I want to go with you. Amen. And you thought, I never even talked to this person. Because the Holy Spirit is working. These are the last days. Amen. We are getting ready for the end time harvest. Amen. 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 So, go to Acts chapter 2, 1 to 4, King James Version. So this one is the old King James KJV. So we hear now they were about 120, but now they keep on gathering together. 
So we shouldn't neglect coming together, praying together, praying for one another, being a family, being there for one another, witnessing, telling people about the Lord. But then, now we're going to do it with the Holy Ghost backing us up. Because Jesus is building his church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Mm -hmm. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, Mm. they were all with one accord in one place. You see, they were all with one accord in one place. This thing of unity is very crucial. Okay? So if we have to experience this glory, we need to be united and one. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Mm. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Mm. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I like that. So when they were there, When the Holy Spirit came, it says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. So it means don't exclude yourself. Some of you you think, "Ah, but for me, really? He says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So in other words, it was the Holy Spirit who gave them the words. Amen. Amen. He fills them, he empowers them, and he gives them a heavenly language. He empowers them to go and do the work. Amen. Amen. But they were all filled. Because your faith needs to be stirred up. Because some of you you say, it's long that I've been believing God to fill me with the Holy Ghost, to baptize me, but it's not working for me, for me I think this, for me I think this. They were all filled. So don't be excluded. Don't exclude yourself. Now, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, the Lord started using them mightily. Things were different now. They were different people now. You know that sometimes we are so much reserved and so much contained on ourselves. But when the Holy Ghost comes in his explosive power, you will see some things that you haven't seen before. You will start seeing the, 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 the David kind of dance. You will start seeing the shouts and, and all the things that people do because of experiencing that power. So as they were doing that, people who were there, they were surprised. They said, these guys look drunk. That's what they said in Acts chapter 2. So they looked at them and said, they look drunk. They are drunk. Yes, they were drunk with the Holy Ghost. Amen. You remember Paul says, don't be drunk with wine, but be drunk. With the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay? So it means sometimes it may be like you are a different person. But let it be. Let the Holy Spirit influence me in his own way. Amen? Amen? I don't want things to be done my way anymore. We don't want our services to be a routine, our own routines, our own programs. We want to encounter God. Amen? Amen? We want to encounter God. We want to experience the presence of God. So he says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Began to speak in other tongues. Many things were happening. Then Peter stood up. Go to verse 
Now we'll do it in the King James, in the New King James. Acts 2, 16 to 21. <clears throat> Acts 2, 16 to 21, NKJV. So Peter now explains what people were seeing. Because some were saying these people are drunk, this is this, this looks like this. What's happening with these people now? But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Yeah. So he says, what you are seeing here, it's what was spoken by the prophet Joel. These people are not drunk as you suppose. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out, I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Okay. Tell your neighbor we are living in the last days. Amen. Amen. So if we are living in the last days, we've got to experience this move of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 So he says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Mm. That's why I said, sometimes you will find some people coming to you without you even having ministered to them. And you get surprised. It means some of the seeds that some people preached to them many, many years ago and nothing happened. That seed now is watered and now it's growing. And this person now says, actually, I remember there was one time there was a group of people, they handed up some pamphlets. I just put that pamphlet somewhere. I don't even remember where it was. Let me just go and search. And then search is that pamphlet and find the pamphlet you gave them three years ago. And then they contact you. Because the Lord is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. Okay? Because now he is working, getting us ready for the end time harvest. The time of the Lord's return is at hand. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Amen. So it means our sons and our daughters will prophesy not as if it's the prophets who are prophesying. So it means God can use anybody. If you are empowered by the Holy Spirit, God can use anybody because he needs all of us. There are places where I cannot reach, people, places that you can reach. So imagine now if God only empowers me and now I can't reach the places where you are. He needs to empower you too so that you can do the work where you are. Amen. 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 So he needs all of us. That's why he can empower all of us. He can baptize all of us in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues and also use us mightily. But we need to have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Okay, your, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Mm-hmm. Your young men shall see visions. Okay, so young men will see visions. Mm. God inspired visions. Mm. Amen. Mm. Your old men, Mr. JJ, shall dream dreams. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and on my main servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, mm. and they shall prophesy. So he says. I'm going to do this, and it's not going to be for the selected few. Amen. Because if God only uses the selected few, then the work won't reach where it needs to reach. So he needs all of us who are hungry for him. And you say, I'll brighten the corner where I am. Amen. From that corner to that corner, the spirit of revival is moving. Amen. 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 So it means he needs all of us. 
our sons, our daughters, young men, old men, all of us. Men servants, maid servants, all of us. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. I will show wonders in heaven above mm. and signs in the earth beneath. Okay. He says, I will show wonders in heavens above and signs on the earth beneath. Mm. So he wants to show signs and wonders. Mm. Amen? Amen? Because he talks about wonders in heaven, but like when you look, he would say, blood and fire and vapor of smoke and the sun shall be turned into darkness. That's wonders in heaven above. But we also want to see signs in the earth beneath. You get that? So maybe just read it yourself. So I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Did you get that? I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Amen. So we want to see those signs. Mm. Mm. Amen. Amen. We want to see those miracles that the Lord promised. Amen. 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 That even the cripples should stand up and walk. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. We want to see that. Amen. Because these are the last days. Mm. And the spirit of the Lord is poured among us. And if you look at many revivals, you think of the Azusa Street Revival. God is not really looking for highly esteemed people. He's looking for people who are hungry for him. Amen. 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 Because some of you, you think, really, I'm not so much eloquent or much equipped in this and this and this. He just needs a vessel. Amen. He just needs an available vessel. And he wants to use that vessel. So I will show signs in heaven, in wonders in heaven above and signs in earth beneath. Uh-huh. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Mm. The sun shall be turned into darkness mm. and the moon into blood. So if you look at that, that to me is wonders in heaven above. Mm. It doesn't really change anything in your life. Mm. Isn't it? It's just wonders mm. in heaven above. Mm. But I also want to see signs mm. on earth beneath. And we are also going to talk about signs. These signs shall follow them that believe. Amen. In my name they will cast out devils. Amen. They will speak with new tongues. Amen. They will lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Amen. 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 Even if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. Amen. Those are the signs on earth beneath. Amen. And we're going to experience that. Amen. Because he says, I will do this in the last days. And verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Amen. So whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But he says he will do signs and wonders. Wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth beneath. And he told us about the wonders. The sun turning into, the moon turning into blood, the sun becoming this and this, darkness, this, this, this. But I also want to see signs, man. Signs in the earth beneath. We are on earth here. Amen. Amen. Go to the book of Mark, chapter 16. Mark 16, 15 to 20. 
so you will see now how God pulls this scripture here now pulls the two things I was sharing you about into one. So he gives us a commission, but he also empowers us. So he says, go into the world, but these signs will follow those who believe. So now you can see, as you go into the world, as you are empowered by the Holy Ghost, now these signs will follow. We will not be chasing signs. Signs will follow. Amen. Amen. As you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, signs will follow. You see, the reason why sometimes people try to play gimmicks to make signs is because they are chasing signs. Amen? We hunger for God. We seek God. And the signs follow us. Read it. Mark 16, 15 to 20. New King James Version. NKJV. And he said to them, Hmm. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So now you see the commission. We've got to go and preach the gospel to every creature. But now when it says go into all the world, like I told you, there are places where you will reach where I won't reach. There are places where we are reaching where Jesus did not reach. There are places where we are reaching where Paul did not reach. So, But it means all of us are needed. Don't underestimate yourself. Whether it's at your workspace or in your home. Some of you, you are maybe the first person to be born again in your family. May you go into your people and preach the gospel. You are empowered. You have received this power from on high. As we are going to pray today, those of you who haven't yet been baptized with the Holy Ghost, who haven't received that power yet, you're going to receive that power. Amen. Amen. Because he said, ask and you shall receive. Especially when you are asking for his kingdom. Amen. 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 Because you are asking to be empowered to go and do the work of the Father. So go into the world and preach the gospel. Okay, I like also this. When it says go into the world and preach the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news. Okay? Just to give you a tip. Some of you, when you go to people who are not born again, <laughs> don't go to them and say, stop drinking, you are going to hell. That's not good news. That's not good news. Okay? So, when it says, go and preach the gospel, go and preach the good news, you go and tell them, God so loved the world, he so loved us, that he gave his only begotten son. That we should believe in him. And when we believe him, in him, we have eternal life. All our past can be forgiven. We can start with a new slate. And then he says, but I thought I've sinned so much that God will not accept me. And you say, the love of Jesus is so wonderful. The love of Jesus is so wonderful. And you say, it is so high. You can't get over it. No. You can't get under it. It is so wide. You can't get around it. Oh, wonderful love. You see, when you said that to somebody, the person thought, maybe I'm under it. He says, no, it is so low. You can't get under it. Why? 
you can't get around it. I, you can't get over it. Oh, wonderful love. You see, when you say that to a person, then the Holy Spirit will convict them of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Because do you know that telling somebody to stop drinking doesn't make them saved? They can still stop drinking and they're still non-believers. Okay? But when we share the love of God with you, and now you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, now you know that this body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, then I can't defile the temple of God with alcohol. Now you understand why you can't do that. Because you hold the treasure. You hold the... the, the, the you, you see, you've got this godly treasure in you. You've got the Holy Spirit in you. Okay? So he says, go into the world and preach the gospel. Timothy, preach the word in season and out of season. Tell people the good news. Amen. Okay? He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Mm. But he who does not believe will be condemned. You see, so it means now the choice is up to a person. Mm. So nobody is condemned unless they choose not to believe. So when the word is spoken to you, you have a chance not to be condemned. But if you decide not to believe, then you are condemned. Not because the Lord is condemning you, but because you chose not to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. And these signs... Okay, repeat, and... These signs... Did you hear what the Lord said he will do in the last days? Mm. He said, I'll show wonders in heaven above and signs on earth beneath. Now Mark tells us, go into the world. And as you go, there are some signs that will accompany the believers. Amen. 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 I will walk with you and show that it is me who gave you that word. Amen. Amen. It's like when I say, those of you who are sick, not feeling well in your body, come, I pray for you and you get healed. The Lord has to heal you to confirm that word that I spoke, that it is him who spoke it Amen. by healing you. Amen. 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 So he says these signs will follow them that believe. Mm -hmm. And these signs will follow those who believe. And I like it when signs follow men. Mm. I don't like to chase signs. Mm. Amen. Amen. Let's be hungry for God. Let's be hungry for his presence and let signs follow us. Mm. You remember when we I was introducing this theme for the year, uh, ref times of refreshing in his presence. I said, don't seek the hand of God, seek the Lord's face. Because to the children of Israel, the Lord revealed his works, but to Moses, he revealed his ways. Amen. Amen. So if these signs will follow them that I believe, I'm not going to chase the signs. Signs will chase me. Amen. Amen. You spend time in the presence of God. You're so much tuned to God that sometimes God tells you, do this. And an extraordinary miracle is performed through you. Amen? As you are led by the Holy Spirit, as you yield yourself to the Holy Spirit, and like I said, God is going to use ordinary people whom he has transformed into extraordinary people. Amen? These signs will follow them that believe. Mm-hmm. In my so name, let's hear the signs. Uh -huh. 
In my name, they will cast out demons. Okay. So, as a believer, you can cast out demons. So it means there are indeed demons, isn't it? There are people who are oppressed, who are possessed by evil spirits. Okay? So now when the Lord has empowered you, you can cast out demons. Okay? You can see this is not a natural thing. You can't have natural power over those evil spirits. You need a spiritual power. Because demons are spiritual beings. Okay? When you say somebody is demon-possessed, you will find that actually it's like somebody else is living in that person. This person doesn't even behave in a normal way. Something has taken over that person. So, but it's in the spiritual realm. You can only handle it in the spirit. So when you are empowered, these signs follow them that believe. You see now here, I also like it because it doesn't say these signs will follow prophets and pastors and evangelists. It says these signs will follow them that believe. So it means God wants to use you. Okay? There are still some things where the Lord would anoint me as the pastor. And then things that then can be done with the anointing that is upon the pastor's life. That's fine. But for many things, on a day-to-day basis, he has empowered you and I to be able to go and do the works of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And those few cases where you need the pastor's anointing, then you would still need ask us to pray with you and release the anointing. Because there are some things where you won't just get it by faith. You need the anointing that's upon the pastor. You remember the woman with the issue of blood? She had faith. She said, if I can just touch his garment, I will be whole. So why did she want to touch his garment? Okay? Why didn't she say, if I just lift my hands, I will be whole? She knew that there was something in that man. Okay? I have the faith, but there is an anointing in that man. So if I can touch his garment, I will be made whole. So with her faith, she went and touched. But then the Bible says, Jesus realized that power had gotten out of him. Virtue had gone out. So the anointing was released. And it connected with her faith, and she was healed. So there are things where you will need that anointing upon the man of God. But in a general course of event, these signs follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. Uh They will speak with new tongues. You see, those who believe will speak with new tongues. Mm. Those who believe. Mm -hmm. They will take up serpents. So look at this. (laughs) Even taking up serpents. Mm. So in other words, he's saying... There is nothing that the enemy can intimidate you with. Amen. Tell your neighbor, there is nothing that the enemy can intimidate you with. Amen. 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 Because if it says you will even pick up serpents, who? Oh, that's intimidating. But he says you will not be intimidated. Uh-huh. And if they drink anything deadly, hmm. it will by no means hurt them. You see, some people pour poison for other people to die. Mm. We are sorted here. Amen. 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 We are sorted here. Mm. Those who believe, it says, 
even if they drink anything deadly, what is deadly? Poison. Or anything that is deadly. It, it doesn't say they will not die. It says it will not hurt them. Amen. God likes doing his things in style, man. You remember when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the burning fiery furnace? It says fire had no power over them. Not even a smell of fire was sensed on their clothes. You see, because at least if God protects you and then you are not fired, you, are, you don't have the fire, you're not burned, but then your clothes are smelly or your eyelashes, you can see that you were in the fire, they were singed, and your hair, and still you are not burned. Then we would, say, we would still have said it's powerful, isn't it? But he says not even the hair were singed. There was not even a smoke on them. So that's why now here, this one says, even if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. So he goes even beyond just saying, it will not kill you. He says, it won't hurt you. You get that? And these are the signs. So it means, it's when God is saying, I'm stepping in on my own now. It is me now doing my work. The signs follow them that believe. Even if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. Mm -hmm. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You see? So why I'm so confident when I say those of you who are not feeling well in your body, come, let me pray for you, you'll be healed. It's because he said, I'll lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. But he did not say, I will do it just because I'm a pastor. He said, all those who believe can do it. Amen. Amen. There are places where I won't reach. Mm. You may have your relative at home and I'm not there. Mm. And then you can over the phone say, Pastor, I'm here with my grandma. He's not well. I believe when I lay hands on her, she will be healed. Can you speak a word, Pastor, wherever you are? I'm laying hands on her now. Amen. And I believe she will be healed. Send a word. And she will be healed. Amen. Amen. You become that point of contact. You get that? So they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Mm -hmm. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven Mm. and sat down at the right hand of God. Okay. So after he spoke those things, he was taken up to heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Okay. So he went and sat at the right hand of God. But do you think the show is over? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He's sitting there, but we are here. Mm. Okay? Before we do verse 20, can we go to Acts 2, 34 and 35? New King James Version. Then we'll come back, back to, to 20. Acts 2, 34 and 35. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Okay. Can you connect this with Mark? What happened when Jesus went to, up to the Father? He sat, it says, and he sat down at the right hand of God. God. Okay? But I told you when he's sitting at the right hand of God, 
the show has not ended. So here now in Acts it says, sit at my right hand, which we're told he said. He says, till I make your enemies your footstool. So it means, as the Lord is sitting on the right hand of the Father, there are some people who are occupying till he comes. And you say, the devil is under my feet. That's making the enemies under our footstool. Amen. These signs shall follow them that believe. Go back to verse 20, Mark 16. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord waking with them mm. and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. So amen. That, amen. So the signs are still there. Amen. But they are there. They accompany. So it's signs following. Okay? So the signs follow us who believe, but they also follow the word that is spoken. Amen. So they went everywhere and preached the word. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word with accompanying signs. So it means with these signs that we've listed some of them, there are many. Okay? So if it says they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. If I tell you that the Lord will heal you when I pray for you, when I lay hands on you, then he confirms that word with accompanying sign. Amen? When somebody is demon-possessed, and you go and say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come out of this person. Okay? So the sign is, it means that word that you've spoken because you're saying what God, you're believing what God has said, that word is confirmed by the accompanying sign. If there is something deadly and you feel that, oh, it's like I ate something deadly. You say, Father, I believe your word. You said even if I drink anything deadly, it will not hurt me. And you're really feeling like, in the name of Jesus, I'm trusting your word. I'm holding on to your word. And it's even more nicer. Do you know that sometimes when you are attacked, you won't be able to pray as much. So if we are always there for one another, when you are attacked and somebody is thinking of praying for you and start praying for you in other tongues, start touching some of the things that concerns you, then all of a sudden you feel, I couldn't even pray, but now all of a sudden, yes, I'm fine now. So somebody prayed for you. So it means you also must pray for others. Amen. We need each other. We need to pray for one another. Amen? Amen. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we are going to be different. Because the Lord wants to use us. So I think I will need to wind down now. I have many things to share with you. I think we will pick it whenever I come. Because I need to give you enough time to pray that we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And allow the Lord to manifest himself among us. Go to the book of 1 Samuel. Chapter 10. Verse 6 to 7. You do 6 in NLT. And then we'll do 6 to 7. And then 10 and 11 in the good news. NLT. 
First Samuel chapter 10. So, because I just want to say to you, some of you, you may be undermining yourself. You may be seeing yourself as mere ordinary person. Okay? But once you are empowered with the Holy Spirit, you become a different person. How many of you know that Peter was a coward before he was baptized with the Holy Ghost? You remember when they, when, when, when they were arresting Jesus and he even lied and said, I don't know that man. No, we saw you with him. It's like you, uh-uh. I don't even know him. Why did he say that? He was afraid. But look at the Peter that's baptized with the Holy Ghost. Amen. He would stand before the Sanhedrin and say, tell us if you think we should listen to you more than we listen to God. We cannot stop. We are going to continue proclaiming in the name of Jesus. He was a different person. Because now he was empowered. So some of you, whichever person that you were, let the Holy Spirit empower you. Let him give you the boldness. And then you are empowered. You are a different person. So look at a mere soul. 1 Samuel 10, 6, NLT. And then 6 and 7, good news. And then 9 and 11, good news. At that time, the Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. So, do you see the Spirit of the Lord coming powerfully upon him? Which is equivalent to, during our time, is the Spirit of the Lord coming upon us, baptism with the Holy Ghost. Mm. But he was in the Old Testament, he had a foretaste Mm. of what we will get. Mm. He says, at that time, the Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. Mm Mm-hmm. And you will prophesy with them. Hmm. And you will be changed into a different person. And you will be changed. So when the spirit comes upon you, you are going to prophesy. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. But then you will be changed into a different person. I like this part about being changed into a different person. Because you know what? There are some people who equate the baptism of the Holy Spirit just with tongues. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is far much, much, much more than tongues. Okay? You will be changed into a different person. Amen? So, the evidence of speaking in other tongues is just a small facet. You have to be empowered. You will be bold. You will be empowered. You will be a different person. Go do it in Good News 6 and 7 and then 9 to 11. Good news. Suddenly, the Spirit of the Lord will take control of you Hmm. and you will join in their religious dancing and shouting and will become a different person. So I like it that when the Spirit of the Lord has come upon you, you join in this religious dancing and shouting. Okay. So we're going to join just now in this religious dancing and shouting. Amen. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us, you will, you get that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Amen. You will join in this religious dancing and shouting. Mm. So when he comes upon you, you cannot keep quiet. Amen. 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 Mm. And, we, and, and believe that. Because I will give you a scripture where the Bible says you can ask the Father for the Holy Spirit 
then I'll give you a scripture where I'll lay hands on you and release the Holy Spirit so that you are empowered. And then you'll be a different person. Amen. 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 You'll be a different person. An empowered person. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. When these things happen, do whatever God leads you to do. Okay. So it means... Even after being prayed for, after asking for the, the, the Lord to baptize you with the Holy Ghost, do whatever the Lord leads you to do. Amen. Be free. You know the problem, sometimes we hinder the move of the Spirit because we want to do things this way, that way, that way. We put control measures here and there. Do whatever he leads you to do. Amen. Amen. Let him take control. Let him take control. Yield to him. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then 9 to 11. When Saul turned to live somewhere, God gave Saul a new nature. Amen. So that's what God will do when we are baptized with the Holy Ghost. He will give us a new nature. Mm -hmm. And everything Samuel had told him happened that day. Mm. When Saul and his servant arrived at Gibeah, a group of prophets met him. Mm. Suddenly, the Spirit of God took control of him, mm. and he joined in their ecstatic dancing and shouting. Oh, repeat that, because it seems there's something nice here. Something mm. nice coming. Mm. Tell your neighbor, something nice coming. Suddenly, the Spirit of the Lord took control of him, and he joined in their ecstatic dancing and shouting. Mm -hmm. People who had known him People who had known him before saw him doing this and asked one another, what has happened to the son of Kish? Mm. Has Saul become a prophet? Okay. So people who knew him were asking, what's, what's going on with him now? But I believe there won't be anybody here who will be watching others. <laughs> because here, the people who knew Saul before... So, what has become of Saul now? It means they were missing out. They were not in the boat. Miss Musimango said, when this revival, river is flowing, jump in. Don't be a spectator. Don't be the one to say, what has become of these people? Like what happened, what happened in Acts? You remember they said, these people are drunk. So it means instead of them stepping in, they are observing others. Amen will be a different person. May the Lord, because even the word that I've shared with you this day, it says they went out everywhere and preached the word. And the Lord confirmed the word with signs following. Okay? So when we speak the word, the owner of the word confirms that word. Amen? We do not do anything on our own. We just do what the Lord said he will do. He said, now, we're winding down because we're going to pray. Go to the book of, because I'm just summarizing this, other things will pick up whenever I see you again. Go to the book of Luke chapter 11 in the New King James Version. Luke 11, 9 to 13. I want to encourage you to know that if you ask for the Holy Spirit, God will give you the Holy Spirit. Have that confidence. Because some of you may be saying, 
I've been doing this and this and this and trying this, but it, I never got a breakthrough with the Holy Spirit and that. Don't doubt. Amen. Believe God. Amen. Especially if you know you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you know you are not living in sin, you are living a holy life before God, then believe him. Amen. Believe him. Because you say, I've repented. I'm a child of God. I'm living in the ways of God. But I desire to be empowered. Amen. And then believe him. Because Luke 11, 9 to 13 in New King James Version. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Hmm. Seek and you will find. Hmm. Knock, it will be opened to you. So he says, ask and it will be given. Uh-huh. For everyone who asks, receive. What? For everyone who asks, receives. So some of you think, but I asked, but I didn't receive. Mm. Everyone who asks, receives. receives. Mm. Can we all repeat? Everyone who asks, receives. 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 So can we do that together? Everyone who asks, receives. When I ask, I'm going to receive. Amen. Mm. And he who seeks finds. Mm. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Mm. If a son asks for a bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Mm. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Mm. Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Mm. If you then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him? Did you get that? Did you get that? Ask and you shall receive. Now, all of you who ask, the Lord will give you. And he says, if people of this world know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. So I'm going to give you a chance to ask. Okay? Those of you who are already baptized with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you will just be worshiping and praising God. Okay? And those of you who haven't yet been baptized with the Holy Ghost, endured with power from on high, you will ask if you are a child of God. And you know that I'm living right before God. I'm a child of God. This promise is for you. Peter says, this promise is for those people that he was with. And he says, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So it means this promise is for all of us. Okay? Now, when you have asked, my role, I can do what Paul did here in Acts chapter 19, verse 1 to 6. Because I want us to do it both ways. So you will ask, but I will lay hands on you. Amen. Amen. It's like the woman with the issue of blood. She had faith. But she needed to connect with the anointing that was on Jesus. He said, if I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Now, look at this. Acts chapter 19, 1 to 6, New King James Version. So, in, Mark, in, in, in Luke, it talks about, ask the Holy Spirit and the Father will give you. In Acts chapter 19, 1 to 6, New King James Version. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, 
having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? I want you to listen to that question. What did Paul say to them? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? It means it's possible to believe and not receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. And you are still a believer. You are still a child of God because you were convicted by the Holy Spirit. So you've got the Holy Spirit in you, but now he's asking about receiving the power from on high, being baptized with the Holy Spirit. So he says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Uh -huh. So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. How? But they were disciples. Didn't verse 9 uh, once uh, say, and finding some disciples. They were already followers of the Lord. They were believers. But they say, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Did you hear that? At least you've heard. Isn't it? They said, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? In other words, if you haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit, into what then were you baptized? Mm. Okay? What mm. does the Holy Spirit and baptism have to do with each other? Let him explain. Because he's asking now, into what then were you baptized? Uh -huh. So they said, into John's baptism. Okay. So John's baptism was for repentance and it was baptism in water. So let him explain. Paul himself. Paul explained. So tell us about John's baptism, but also tell us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, because we're looking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm. We're not doing water baptism today. Mm. We're doing the other one. Mm. But he explains both of them here. Mm. So, mm -hmm. John's baptism. John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance. Okay. So, John's baptism is baptism in water after you have repented. Mm. After you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Mm. He baptizes you in water. Mm. Mm -hmm. Saying to the people that they should believe on him who will come after him. Mm. That is on Christ Jesus. Mm. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Then they experienced the other baptism. Amen? When he laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we're going to have time in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. We are going to have time in the presence of God. When your faith is stirred up like that, your desire to be baptized with the Holy Ghost shouldn't be for your own personal use. Okay? It's for service. He says, wait until you are endured with power from on high. You will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So there's a lot of work that we need to do for the Lord out there. There are many people who are oppressed of the enemy out there. There are many people who are living in sin out there. And we want the Lord to use us. So it means I'm going to give all of us time. If you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to start by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Mm. 
You need to say, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past. I want to live for you. I want to be your child from this day forth. In Jesus' name. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. And I believe that he rose again from the dead. And he is the Lord of my life. And then you commit your life to him. That's one. That's step one. If you've already done that, and you say, but the way I've been living, I do not think that my body is a good habitation for the spirit of the Lord. Because I've been living in sin all the time. You repent. You repent and ask the Lord to forgive you. Okay? So it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now when you are cleansed, now you can come boldly before the throne of grace and say, Father, you said if we ask, we will receive. I'm asking for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I believe I receive this gift now in the name of Jesus. And you will then come to the fore here. I will not spend much time with each of you. As the rest of us are worshiping and praising God and praying, then when you come to the fore, I'm just going to lay hands on you and say, receive the Holy Spirit. Doing what Paul did here. But you are receiving with your faith as I lay hands on you. You speak words. You speak and say, Father, I'm asking for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I believe I receive. And you continue praying. And we join in the ecstatic dancing. We join in that ecstatic shouts. Amen. But when we do that, at least let's be controlled. Let's not move around. Okay? The Holy Spirit is very sensitive. Okay? He doesn't want to be grieved. So as we are moving, we need to be sensitive also. Even those of us who are praying for you will have to be sensitive. Even you yourself will have to be sensitive and don't let distractions, disturbances, take away your attention. If you can, even close your eyes. Okay? And focus on the Lord. Amen.